You are listening to the Cuss Running Podcast, a podcast where we talk to a diverse array of runners from trail, ultra, and road. And we believe that running should be fun and everyone belongs. Run as you are. On today's podcast, I got lucky enough to speak with Ori Frazier. They are an endurance athlete with experience in long distance biking, trail running, road running, and they've just gotten into ice rock climbing. So tune in for a really interesting conversation. All right, Ori, what is your running story? Okay. Um, well, let's see back in like 2019 ish, I'd say like I started just running for, um, like exercise and it was like very much just like one terrible mile and then two terrible miles and always the same route. Um, and uh, I was married at the time, um, and then sort of in 2020, things, like I started doing a little bit more running maybe, um, but hadn't quite like unlocked how to enjoy running yet. Oh, nice. um, and then right around sort of like when marriage issues became uh, like insurmountable, mm-hmm. then I just kind of like started going on more runs and like it, it took a long time for me to figure out how to break that like two mile barrier because yeah just like doing the same route then you're always like okay I know exactly how far I'm like I'm I know I'm exactly at one mile and I still have to do like all the way back and like yeah just hated it every time um and then one day I'm just like you know what I'm just gonna go run this route maybe it's three <laughs> miles maybe it's four miles something like that and that felt so much better um and then one night it was just like okay I'm just gonna go run and like I ended up getting rained on and everything like that and I'm just like this is great. Like, uh, <laughs> and I was, I was enjoying it. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, like 2021 then, or like 2020, 2021 is like when I moved out and then just sort of started doing more running for, for exercise. Um, and then also that year did, uh, Ragbri, which is the oh, yeah. great, the bike ride across Iowa. And after doing that, I was like, okay, I think actually I could do like a half marathon. Um, so like officially signed up for a half marathon in, in September, Chicago half marathon, um, did that. And then it was like, okay, well, like what's next, I guess. Um, and then just kept running farther and, uh, yeah, 2022 did a couple of marathons. Um, and then this last year did the Chicago marathon and, um, then like the last outstanding, mm-hmm. um, which I tapped out at like 50 miles. Nice. That's a good little progression. It's a yeah. norm, I think a normal, you know, within like three years, you went from zero to ultra. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think like a lot, I don't know, you see the like um, Instagram reels, like where it's like endurance athletes, it's like linked to trauma and stuff like that. And I definitely feel like that was part of my story was just like kind of going through this divorce and um, like also in that process, like coming out as queer mm-hmm. um, and still just like having a lot that I was trying to like prove to myself through running and running yeah. just felt like a good way to channel that energy. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Obviously been around the ultra running community for a really, really long time. And I think like you could probably be a runner casual, even a marathon runner mm-hmm. and be okay, you know, but yeah. I have yet to find, find a single person who runs ultra marathon <laughs> that there's not something yeah. there that there's not something that's driving you right. outside of that so i mean that's a lot to go on in a three-year period um 
how has running helped you through it? And how has, you're like an all around endurance athlete. You do a bunch of stuff, your bike riding and everything. How have you yeah. used those outlets to kind of help you process both your own emotions and like coming out? I mean, that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really do think like so much of the, the, so much of what I was like having going on for me was just a lot of like self-confidence issues and, um, not feeling good enough, not feeling like manly enough or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like this year also came out as non-binary, gender fluid, non-binary. Um, and like a lot of that was just a shedding of things that were kind of holding me back in a way mm -hmm. where like when I'm out running or, um, cycling or ice climbing or anything like that, like none of that matters. Like you're just, I mean, you, you're there with your thoughts, but eventually like those thoughts just fade away. Um, and to me, well, at least for me, and it's very like meditative and like provides a lot of space for self-reflection and just like sorting out what's important to me. And, um, and yeah, I think just like feeling confident about, um, I, I think that's, what's funny about running. It's like, <clears throat> there's, there's always people faster than you and there's always people slower than you. And there's mm -hmm. always people who can't run as far as you. And there's people who can run, you know, 10 times as far as you or, or whatever, um, but just like feeling good about where you're at and just like feeling confident about that and, and good enough to be doing what you're doing. I think like, that's what helped me a lot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why it's like just clicking in my head. Cause I was listening to some other podcasts and it's like a parallel to this. And it's specifically, they were talking about, you know, being queer and coming out, how that's supposed to be like, like an end game, like, oh, you've come mm. out. Right. Okay. And then there, there's no space in society and then we don't give ourselves space to be like okay there's probably more about my identity i may not know yet mm -hmm. yeah. you know like not to say like you're just now discovering but you're just now really letting yourself to lean yeah. into it what else are you not allowing yourself right. to lean into and i feel like there's there's some sort of parallel there between people and runners and their identity yeah. as runners especially i coach a lot of um older athletes and people even that like they're not at their peak athleticism, they're not 25 right. years old, whatever. Mm -hmm. They're not going to hit those PRs and, and leaning into the athlete that they are today mm -hmm. and being okay. And like learning who that is. And even for me right now, like I'm a postpartum runner after two kids, I am mm -hmm. not the same athlete I was right. two and a half years ago. And right. so like, that's an interesting for you to be on like two of the same journeys at one time. Like you're learning who you are as an athlete and kind of as, as a person, this identity and it's, there's not an end game to it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've asked, I've told people many times that like, you know, of the three identities that I, I guess I most embody like queer gender fluid and mm -hmm. a runner coming out as a runner was kind of the hardest <laughs> one. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was one of those things where like, you know, I, I had done a half marathon and, um, was running like most days and still was just like, but like, I'm not a runner. Like yeah, runners yeah, are those yeah, other yeah. people. It's like, yeah, I'm just doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Like I enjoy running, but it's like, that's not who I am. And then it was, um, I was in Rogers park, uh, lived there for like nine months and, you know, it's like, I was running with a partner and she was always like, you just say you're a runner. Just like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Just like admit it. And it's like uh, December and it's snowing and, you know, and I'm in like full like outdoor running gear with like shoes specially made for like <laughs> running on ice and stuff. And I'm like, you know, this is stupid. Like, uh, I think, I think I'm a runner. Like, <laughs> um, 
coming out as a runner. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It is something people struggle with. Even like, like I talk to people all the time about this and I have people that I coach and they've hired a coach to help them run, but still have trouble acknowledging themselves as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? no, like you're, you're showing up, you're yeah. being active in a sport that makes you an athlete. You don't have to be a professional. You know? Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's so much still gatekeeping and, and, uh, and either that's like active or just like how people experience it. I, I feel like still happens where like, you can't call yourself this until you've achieved some level or. Yeah. It's most of it's in our own pace. heads. Yeah. Right. In our own heads. We're the ones gatekeeping ourselves a lot of the time. All right. We went on a whole tangent there. Where <laughs> I didn't know that's where we're gonna, I left it. That's where we're going to go. Um, so how did you find the ultra running world? Like what made you kind of go from, cause most people are like, they run, they become a road runner. Mm. How did you find it trail and ultra running? Um, yeah, trail running. I just kind of picked up more through, so I'm nomadic and just like in traveling, mm-hmm. you know, it's like running in the Rockies or, um, out and about, or like out here in Arizona. Um, so I was like, I definitely like more got into running as a road runner and then trail running is just kind of like an additional way of running. Um, mm-hmm. And then I don't really know, I think probably it was through like Rogers Park Run Club where I found out about more of these like ultra events Mm -hmm. Um, and then like started listening to some ultra podcasts and kind of like finding out more about what was going on there. Um, And I think once I did the marathon thing, a marathon for me, and I've only done road marathons is like, it's kind of like just a terrible distance. It's, (laughs) it's like it's short enough that you feel like you should be able to go fast and just like run it, mm-hmm. but it's long enough that you're still suffering. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a misery. Yeah. So after like doing, doing those, I was like, I don't know how much I really want to do marathons anymore. I ultimately like did the Chicago this year because um just kind of like doing the hometown one and um, getting to run for Parkinson's uh, because my dad has Parkinson's. So just being able to like, add some additional layer of like um meaning to it um so yeah ultras were just kind of like like I can either run shorter and faster and and get something out of that like the goal there or just like (laughs) see what the limits are of running far um yeah I like that I like that what's been your favorite um race or running experience thus far um I think the Chicago marathon this year was like, was my favorite. I think it was the first time where, uh, so the other two I did, one was like a small, like Stony Creek, um, just North of Detroit. Okay. It was just like small, you know, you see people at aid stations and that's about it. You're just like Mm -hmm. running loops around a lake. Um, and then I did Honolulu, which Mm -hmm. like was pretty good energy, but I just like blew up at mile 20 because I went from Chicago in December to Honolulu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're warmed up a lot not faster. Ready. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and then Chicago, like was when I was like, okay, I'm like actually going to take in the crowd, like experience it. Um, and also like went out with a, like a set goal in mind and, you know, went out with purpose and was able to achieve that and felt like kind of just, I don't know. It was just like a really like loving event for me. I don't know. Yeah. What was your favorite neighborhood you ran through? Honestly, like coming through Chinatown was kind of cool. That felt like the most unique where, um, 
just like a solid stretch and at that point it was like people were spread out a little bit more like yeah yeah yeah, you could take in more of the the crowd yeah luckily you know the marathon doesn't go through rogers park so you're not going to hurt anybody's feelings by not saying rogers park yes you know that's always my favorite (laughs) you won't get in trouble at all for that um yeah i'd probably end up stopping at rogers park social or something just feel like i'm just gonna stay up here yeah um where i mean i'm gonna learn more about what this means for you but what is how do you train with having a nomadic lifestyle and what does that mean for you having like being a nomad Mm. yeah i mean training is really just trying trying hard to stick to like an actual training plan and Mm -hmm. that means just running where you're at um fortunately like training for chicago is kind of relatively simple like as long as it's like worst case scenario you're training on flats and like chicago is flat so it's, it's fine but otherwise it would just be like and adjusting the miles maybe if it's like okay I'm going to do trails or I'm going to run up a mountain or something today and it's not going to be the number of miles but it's going to be like a good workout yeah um that was actually pretty hard to stay diligent about in the past um being nomadic Mm -hmm. but this year I really like committed to it and mainly I committed to it because not so much for like the training but because if I don't run Mm -hmm. like I just get real cranky. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a lot yeah. of fun to, to be around. Yeah. I just kind of would pick up the miles where I could. Um, yeah. Nomadic wise, I mostly spent uh, like the first part of this year in, in the West. Um, mm-hmm. That's typically where I end up just because it's easier to be nomadic out West. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 No, it is. Yeah. Um, so it was like a lot of like Colorado, California, Oregon, Washington, Idaho. Mm-hmm. First, I thought you said Ohio, and I was like, "That's not right." Oh, Let me yeah. think about that. And you said Idaho. I was like, "No, yeah. I knew it wasn't Ohio. That wasn't right." Um, and I had a question, and I lost it thinking about Ohio. Oh God, it was a really—it was going to be like a really great question too. Oh, I thought about it again. How is your relationship with running different than your relationship with the other sports that you participate in? I mean, you're doing rag bra. That's a really long bike ride. You know, mm-hmm. it's you're doing other endurance sports. Yeah, I mean, to call rag bra an endurance sport is like. Um, it's just there it's a multi-day event it is it is it it does take endurance but um ragbri is like just an amazing community and party Mm -hmm. and i i mean that's like it's the same thing with like ultra running like you go out there and it's like people of all types and all bikes and like you know you just you're just trying to make it through uh like beer stop to beer stop or pie stop to pie stop whatever whatever you're out there to do um and it's just a like great time you just chat with like 15,000 strangers and yeah. it's an amazing time so to me that's like I do train for that but I train for that so that the riding is easy and then everything else is fun yeah um and then otherwise like you know ice climbing is something I've gotten more passionate about in the past couple of years and like this year I'm committing like a full month to being like close to ice climbing and that is like something I'm actually training for because, you know, the leg endurance is good, but the arm endurance is not so much. Yeah, <laughs> like the upper body strength. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, it's just like, it's the challenge. It's um, pushing, like pushing your limits and kind of figuring out what you can and can't do and just being out in nature and enjoying it. Like, I don't know, there's not a lot of things that are more magical than going up a waterfall, a frozen yeah. waterfall. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to just take your word on that one. I'm going to leave the frozen waterfalls to you. I love that for you. So what do you have coming up this coming year? Do you have a specific races you're going after? Um, I haven't signed up for anything yet. 
Um, I think, so I'd like to do um, one or two hundreds. Um, likely one of those would be um, the Badger 100. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cause that just feels like a good like entry hundred. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm looking around at other ones, um, maybe some, I don't know, like maybe New York marathon, um, nice. that, that I applied to like raise money for Parkinson's again. Yeah. Otherwise I, I think just trying to get more into like, like the fifties and hundreds, I'd like to do a hundred this next year. Yeah. 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 Do you have like a big dream goal in terms of endurance? I mean, you're a nomad, so I, I can imagine like does the Appalachian Trail appeal to you as something to go for? Like, what would be like a big dream goal in terms of that? Yeah, um, I mean, certainly something like that would be awesome. Um, I, I It's just like taking off that amount of time, which like, you know, Logistically, some days, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. So, some days at work, I'm like, I could I could go take off a few <laughs> months and do this. Um, so yeah, I mean, I do think eventually I'd like to do something like that. I really want to cycle around um, the entire perimeter of Iceland. That's oh, something I'm rad. trying to like find someone else crazy enough to do that with me, um, <laughs> which yeah, had a few bites, but no real takers yet. Um, this next year, I do also plan to do like Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim. I've done the oh, rim nice. to rim once, um, but to do the like, double traverse um, is something I think I'll probably do in April. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as far as like, I'd like to build up to like Leadville 100 um, mm -hmm. in like 2025, maybe. Yeah. Awesome. Um, solid, anything solid beyond goals. 100, I don't know about. <laughs> You're like, I, do yeah. I still want to do this? I don't really I know. feel like, yeah. And once I get to that 100, like, like, yeah, once I can do the 100 mark, then it's like, okay, well, maybe do something like a winter ultra, like, tr like push it in a different yeah. degree instead of just going farther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, push it to a different kind of suffering. Yeah, support like that. 250 just seems insane to me that yeah. people are doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. The distances of ultras and the popularity of, of the longer and longer distances, I, I mean, there has to be a cap to it at some point. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's that one in New York that, what is it, like the Transcendental 3100 or something where they just run a block around New York City. Oh. Basically all summer. I mean, I really don't oh. know how long it takes, but like they're just out there doing it I'm like oh, that's a commitment yeah. i'm yeah. not in for but to each their own in their yeah, own suffering that's a different type of suffering you, know, <laughs> um, you said something in the beginning talking about getting into running and getting past the first two miles and i think like people want to start running and, and don't realize that like it sucks <laughs> and that yeah generally it sucks in the beginning for everybody and even for well-established runners the first mile is is terrible and even the first mm -hmm. few like for me like I don't warm up until after three miles mm -hmm. what advice would you have for someone that's like looking just to get into running now to get past that mm -hmm. I think it's like being really kind to yourself and mm -hmm. figuring out what what's holding you back so for me like it was partially physical but it was mainly mental it was mm -hmm. it was mainly like I'm too focused on the watch. Like I'm too focused on the, the, some external marker. And for me, it was mileage. It was like, I know that I'm going two miles. So like a quarter mile. Okay. Like how many quarters do I have left? Okay. Now I've done a half mile. How many halves? And like just all that math, that's just like kind of occupying you the whole time. Um, and then once I was just like, you know what, like just go run and like, don't look at your watch. Don't care about how far you've gone. Just like do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. and then later like 
you know, reflect on whether or not you enjoyed that. And <laughs> I, it's like, yeah, I don't think there's like a one size fits all for everyone. Cause I do think that mm-hmm. there's different elements and it may be like forgiving yourself for, you know, being like, well, I know I used to be able to run this fast and now I can only run this fast. And it's like, well, run that fast then. And, um, you know, like where people, I, I know a lot of people that like struggled recovering from COVID and it's like, well, I, I can't read like I used to. And it's like, yeah, but you can still go out and do your best. And like, you're not your same you, but you can be a new you. Yeah. I love that. I felt like Mr. Rogers was talking to me just for a moment. It's like <laughs> okay. such a, like a calm mellow. I was like, yes, I'll take these affirmations. I'll take yeah. them. What have you found that you like most about the ultra running community? Because you've done a few now. Yeah. Um, so really mainly just the like last dot standing was a, a cool one to do because you're, I mean, you're just running up and back and you're. Yeah. How you're long is just... that out and back that they did for that one? It's, it's 4.167 out and then 4.167 back. So it's like a campsite and a bar, um, which like, you know, you don't, I didn't, I never ended up in the bar, but it was like a cold, rainy. It was, yeah, yeah. It was was pretty miserable weather. The worst weather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just like getting to chat with people along that and, you know, also like pick, pick people's brains about like, what strategy are you using? Like, how are you doing these miles? Because like, it was my first time doing something like that. So, you know, I didn't, you know, I just, uh, in marathons I just run the whole thing like I don't do like run walks or anything like that so this was like no like I'm gonna have to do some combination of running and walking at a certain point um actually like ended up running it with um a woman that I went to high school with um oh. <laughs> which we didn't know until we we're both out there and we we're like wait are you from Downers Grove and then they're like That's making hilarious. the connections because like she had a new name and everything like that and it's like oh okay um yeah I think, and I think also just, it felt like everyone views each other as very much equals, like on the same path and that like, no matter how far or how many ultras someone's done, it's very welcoming and, um, you know, you're commiserating over doing something dumb. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> you're commiserating over suffering, yeah. Yeah. making this decision. Um, this is something new that I'm interested in for people I don't because I just assume the athletes I follow everyone else follows and is inspired by but I'm learning that that's not the truth um is there athletes that you really like in the running or ultra running space that inspire you um I think like the main people recently have been um like the non-binary and trans runners mm-hmm. um yeah. like Jake and Cal and Kay yeah um yeah like the you know elites are not really like as inspiring to me um there's a woman also (laughs) Callie who's in Arizona who just did like I think she just set the FKT on like the Cocodona oh yeah or something like that yeah just like people like that you know people that are just really pushing themselves yeah like they're not professionals per se they're just people who are doing it because they want to be doing it yeah just like normal people but they're still achieving like crazy stuff which makes it seem yeah. more achievable mm-hmm. for us other you know average people we'll say that yeah we say normal yeah. but we'll say average yeah um would you ever consider a transcon you know when you go all the way across I only say that because I feel like it goes along with your lifestyle and your lifestyle would help you understand how to do that better than most people yeah I think like a bike version of it would mm. feel more appealing um running it 
yeah that sounds terrible there's a guy right now i don't know if you've seen him on instagram who's training to do he's i think he's training to set the fkt on the transcon oh wow they made a run like i think he's been saying like 75 miles a day or something like Oof. that Oof. Um, yeah and, like, and i'm just like that's i'm not i do i okay. do not relate <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, well, Ori, I appreciate you coming on my podcast and chatting with me. I'm excited to follow you and see what you get into this coming year. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and thank you for putting on your races. Um, that was a lot of fun to do the um, fancy nonsense. Yeah. You were a lot of fun each time you came to the aid station. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you were in such a good mood. And Craig was, of course, cheering you on. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to, I was trying to go out hard and like, you know, race race like actually race against other people and and i definitely was humbled by the terrain and and the mud and everything like that yeah yeah it was you wouldn't expect that out of chicago that terrain yeah. out there at palos but it does it does humble some people for sure yeah so You'll maybe that'll be one back. of my goals this next year yeah Just train better for that <laughs> yeah absolutely we would love that Ori. we would love that we'll have a lovely evening yeah you too thank you so much